1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's
5: me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Thursday, March 24th. And ladies and gentlemen, if you only had a camera on me Wednesday, I don't know, 9 a.m., maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock, right around that time Pacific, I saw on social media, oh, Tyreek Kill wants out. And within minutes, the Dolphins and Jets are in the mix, and of course, Your boy goes to DEFCON 1. And I was bouncing off walls. I was excited. I was looking up 40 times of Braxton Berrios and uh, Corey Davis and Tyreek Hill and Elijah Moore. I mean, we had a track team, the Jets, for about 30 minutes. We had a track team with Tyreek Hill on the roster. And then, of course, he picked Miami. No surprise to anybody for five draft picks, um, which is kind of bananas. And Tyreek Hill, the top three receiver in the league, is on the move. Is he number one? I don't know. Devontae Adams is the number one or two or three. He's on the move. Cooper Cup's certainly in there. He's staying put. But what a crazy off season it has been in the NFL. I I tracked this. I put it on IG stories. Of the 13 best uh, players to be on the move in this off season, 11 of them went to the AFC. The only two to go to the NFC, by the way, I did not even put Carson Wentz in that group. He's not one of the best, obviously. But Of 13 moves, 11 to the AFC. The only ones to go to the NFC, Allen Robinson to the Rams, the receiver, and Marcus Mariota, who probably shouldn't even make the list, goes to the Falcons. But otherwise, the AFC is ridiculously loaded. Tyreek Hill stays in the AFC. And I guess my overarching thought would be, this is what bad teams have to do. They've got to overpay for stars. You saw the Raiders Back up the brinks. Now, it was only a first and a second for Devontae Adams, but it wasn't the compensation. It was the contract. The contract they gave Devontae Adams was incredibly lucrative for Devontae Adams. It's not good long-term for the Raiders. Adams is 29. He turns 30 in December. It, it, that contract is not going to look good in two years. But it looks good now because the Raiders, who have mostly been a dumpster fire, I think two playoff appearances in, what, the last 15 years? They, they got to overpay for Devontae Adams. So what do the Miami Dolphins have to do? Miami Dolphins have been a total trash franchise. The owner is being called all sorts of names in lawsuits by Brian Flores. Uh, Miami stinks. They thought maybe they had something with Tua when Tom Brady left. It was going to be Tua's division, and now it's clearly Josh Allen's. And Miami has to overpay for Tyreek Hill, make him the highest-paid receiver in the league. And that's what bad teams have to do. Miami is a bad team, a bad franchise. And I know the question is, well, what are the Jets if the Raiders and... The Dolphins are bad, and yes, the Jets are bad. Cleveland Browns, bad. Had to overpay Deshaun Watson. This is what you got to do. That's what you have to do if you're a bad franchise. Tyreek Hill is 28. He is a superstar. I think, without question, his catch and run with about a minute left against the Bills was my favorite highlight of the NFL season. After, after the Cooper Cup third down reception, against the Niners in the NFC Championship game. And it only went for like 30 yards, but it was sick. And, we, of course, I was in the stadium with the family. And, you know, it's third down. I say to my kids, Cooper Cup, you got to look for Cup. You got to look for Cup. And Stafford hits him on the slant. And he breaks one or two tackles. His 30 yards. stadium bedlam. Just absolute chaos. It was awesome. So that was my favorite catch of the season. But Tyreek Hill catches the slant against the Bills and then just outruns like eight guys, waves to some defender at the 15-yard line when the defender was ahead of him. I mean, the guy's ridiculous. Jalen Waddell, uh you got Gasecki. I mean, you got a re- pretty, pretty awesome team there with the Miami Dolphins. They got it, they're loaded. Of course. The key is, can Tua deliver? I personally do not think he can. Uh I haven't seen it from Tua. Is the new coach gonna basically say, hey, you know what? Let's make it very easy on Tua. Short passes to Waddle, who was incredible with the yak, yards after catch. Tyreek Hill, same deal. And ultimately, I think the defense is for the Dolphins, are going to be, hey, we just can't get beat deep. Let's keep everything in front of us. Let's get some pressure on Tua. He has not looked good under pressure. And ultimately, I don't know that this makes Miami even a playoff lock in the NFC. Now, we do have an odds maker coming up in a couple minutes um, from Caesars, his name's Adam Pullen, Caesars Sportsbook Assistant Director of Trading. I asked him about the Dolphins. It didn't really move the meter on their Super Bowl odds. So that should kind of tell you what this move is. This ain't Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Okay, It's just not. It's not Matt Ryan to the Colts. is a receiver. And Tua's still got to get him the ball. And again, this listen, I'm not totally poo-pooing the Dolphins. Obviously, this is a good move. If the Jets had it, would I be going crazy? Hell yeah! Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Those are two good backs. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Parker, Cedric Wilson, Preston Williams. That's five deep at receiver. They've got some talent there. Offensive line, they backed up the brinks for Armstead from the Saints. You know, Connor Williams comes over from the Cowboys. They've got like a rebuilt left side of the line. There's a lot of moving parts to this team. They're going to be good. They're not going to be Bill's good. We know that. they are be better than the Jets. And I don't know. Are they going to be better than the Patriots? Are they? First-time head coach? Are we sure? Defense? Eh. They've had a couple chances late in the season, the last two years against Buffalo to get it done, and they got smashed both times. So I, I you know, I got this is a prove it thing from Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Um, I think without further ado, we got to bring in today's guest. He's good. He is going to talk Sweet Sixteen. You'll hear my bets. Uh, obviously, you know, guys know I'm loaded on Gonzaga and Kansas massively, but uh, let's bring in Adam Pullen.
1: Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for?
0: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
4: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Juan Gabriel. Juan Celina, Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota.
0: to start listening
1: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live you know a guy jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports
5: i know what sports fans want
1: but for everything he doesn't he knows a guy who does let's just say i know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy?
5: All right, let's welcome in to Straight Fire a guy. Uh, this is perfect timing. You know, we're going to do Sweet 16 and maybe Elite 8, and all of a sudden there's a Tyreek Hill trade so we can bring in the assistant director of trading at Caesars, Adam Pullen. Adam, how are you?
8: Good. How are you guys?
5: <laughs> well, you know, as a Jets fan, I was, I was feeling awesome this morning for, I don't know, what, the 30 minutes that we had a shot at Tyreek Hill? And then he goes to the rival Dolphins, so I've been vomiting uncontrollably. <laughs> for much of uh, Wednesday. That being said, uh, we're going to do NCAA tournament stuff, setting the lines and, and where the money's at. But I need to start with Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Uh, any adjustments on your end for Miami futures, win the division, all that fun stuff?
8: Yeah, some slight adjustments were made. I mean, look, uh, obviously Tyreek Hill is a, a game changer, a great player, but wide receivers don't move the needle that much. Uh, quarterbacks usually are the ones that move the needle quite a bit. So we adjusted them down a little bit uh in the Super Bowl, conference and division. So uh, based on the news, so definitely a good pickup for Miami and it improves the team. So, uh, you know, a positive, uh, a positive addition, but doesn't move the needle too much, but we did lower uh, the dolphins uh, futures across the board.
5: So what are they in the AFC East now? Are they still behind the bills and Patriots or did they leap the Patriots?
8: Correct. They're behind, uh, behind both. Uh, They're close to the Patriots now, Uh, but still, I think those two teams are a little bit better, even with the addition of Tyreek Hill. Uh, but look, it's, uh, it's a great, uh, a weapon for Tua, uh, to have him in the fold. So, uh, we saw, seen what he can do. He's an explosive player. So definitely positive for the dolphins and definitely increases their chances. I mean, look, they're got close to making the playoffs last year. And an addition, like Tyree kill definitely helps their chances out and uh, getting uh, uh, their next season.
5: Adam, do they even have top five odds to win the AFC top eight? What What's their number currently?
8: It's close right now. They're about 30 to one. <laughs>
5: Just to win the AFC. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As a Jets <laughs> fan, I kind of like that, Adam. I got to be honest. They got no shot. Let's be honest. I mean, unless Tua turns into a great quarterback, which he's not, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, I am curious. Did you guys take any big action uh, today as we record Wednesday on Miami? I know it's spring break. I'm sure a lot of kids out in Vegas uh, maybe plunking some some heavy money down. Any any Anything on the Dolphins?
8: Nothing too crazy. I mean, look, whenever a big free agent uh, acquisition is made by a team or a trade, Uh, Obviously people get excited and and like to plunk down uh, a few dollars on that, seeing that they have some value. Uh, So there were some bets, but nothing major uh, with the Tyreek Hill acquisition. But, you know, as I said, any player, uh, especially a player of his caliber that gets moved, uh, a lot of people are going to take notice and, uh, and look to lump on that team who just acquired that player.
5: So nothing massive on the Dolphins. Not not a huge surprise. No. It's more exciting from a. geez, everybody's changing teams. Devonte Adams, Tyree mm-hmm. Hill. I mean, everybody's going to the AFC. But overall, like they're they're not winning the Super Bowl or getting out of the AFC. All right, let's get to college basketball, Adam. Uh, I ha- I got my teeth kicked in over the weekend. It was brutal. Um, you know, it, I it felt like every swing game went against me. I did have Kentucky doing some damage in Iowa as well. But overall, how was it for the book?
8: A decent result for the books. I mean, look, whenever you have a, a mix of uh, favorites and underdogs, uh, you know, that's, that's generally good. Uh, you know, obviously when St. Peter's beat Kentucky uh, when Iowa lost, uh, yeah. you know, those are usually good results because a lot of people like to lump on the money line on those favorite teams uh, and parlay them together. Uh, so that definitely helped, but uh, a good result uh, usually for the books. Uh, when that happens, uh, as long as there's not all favorites coming in, uh, usually that's positive for the books, and in this case, uh, it was a decent opening weekend for, for sure. It,
5: it's weird. It's interesting because like we've noticed an uptick in listeners this March versus last March. Uh, just the response, it seems like there was way more interest in March Madness this year. I know COVID last year and it was canceled two years ago, but I'm just curious. Are you guys seeing like a tsunami, just a ton of money coming in on the tournament, or is it kind of still well below Super Bowl or on par with Super Bowl, above it? What are you seeing?
8: Well, it's above Super Bowl, And just in the fact that we have, you know, more games than just one, uh, it goes on for, you know, for three, four weeks. So naturally you're going to have more money overall. Uh, but yeah, look, with the proliferation of sports betting throughout the country, more people are interested, uh, and are now easily, it's easily available for them to, to yeah. plunk down a bet. So naturally you're going to see from year end and, you know, from each year as we go forward, uh, betting handle is going to increase and, in, uh, especially with the NCA tournament along with Super Bowl, one of the top two sporting events in this country, in my opinion, the best, uh, mm-hmm. it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger every year.
5: All right. Let's specifically look at the games. Uh, Thursday's games, obviously way better than Friday's. Uh, you have Gonzaga in action, the number one overall seed. I'm assuming you guys have taken money because it looks like this has gone up about a point and a half, almost everywhere. Uh, have you guys moved it off the original number significantly?
8: Yeah, we moved it. It's currently at nine and a half. There was some uh, movement on the game and, uh, Some people piled on Gonzaga. So we're at nine and a half right now. A little bit surprising uh, for me. uh, It seems like it's going to be a very tough matchup for them. Obviously, wouldn't be
6: surprised
8: Mm if they blew them out. They're definitely capable. But look, they're playing a similar team that they ran into last week in Memphis, a physical team, a team that's not going to back down from them. So on paper, uh, it looks like another close matchup. But we'll see. Is it going to be a Gonzaga team that sort of learned from their struggles a little bit in the opening weekend? Or is this going to be indicative of things to come? But Look, college basketball. There's so much parity, so many good teams out there. So uh, definitely would not surprise me if Arkansas got the win. I mean, they're they're good enough. Uh, and even though how good Gonzaga is, they've been the favorite all year. Uh, did, they're they're going to be in for a tough matchup. Was
5: that move with the market, or was it based on big bets on Gonzaga? I, I'm I'm assuming the public saw Gonzaga not look great against Memphis and was like, "Ooh, I don't know. Maybe they, that's a big number." Um, you, would you consider Gonzaga a sharp side here?
8: It uh, was, and that's what that's what moved the mo- uh, moved the line. Yeah, it was sharp money that came in. So uh, maybe they're looking for a rebound and thinking they're going to improve off their performance. But mm-hmm. yeah, so it was definitely sharp money that uh, that moved the line.
5: I- I'm assuming that that was that's probably the game people more targeted uh, than any on Thursday. But Texas Tech Duke is kind of one of those public sharp divides. I would assume, right? The public always loves to bet Duke. They were great down the stretch against Michigan State. Uh, Texas Tech can be unwatchable at times, but. Uh, I'm, uh, let me guess that that is one of the sharper sides of the Sweet 16. Texas Tech? Uh,
8: you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it sets up to be a, a sharp versus uh, public uh, matchup. The public, you know, they see, probably if you ask the layperson uh, who's favoring in the game, they'd automatically say Duke. <laughs> uh, but look, Texas Tech uh, is, has a lot of respect uh, with myself and uh, a lot of odds makers. Uh, they're a very talented team. They're not the most pretty team, like you said. They defend, uh, and Duke's going to be in for a tough matchup. Uh, it's definitely, they're better, way better than, in my opinion, than Michigan State. Michigan State uh, played them pretty close. Uh, so, but the public sees Duke as a small underdog and uh, the money, at least right off the bat, uh, you know, they, they've they been on Duke more than Texas Tech. So it definitely, like you said, appears to be a, you know, sharp versus a public uh, a split on that game with the public siding with Duke, you know, looking uh, like they're going to uh, go with the sentimental uh, Coach K factor, yeah. uh, but just, you know, Texas Tech just not on the radar where Duke is a more obviously yeah. Uh, a more popular team. It also seems
5: uh, like Arizona, people are going to be selling them after needing overtime against TCU. I mean, they they should have lost that game really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Houston does have a final four Uh, recently and last year they were there. Uh, You know, this is an Arizona team that's young. Um, What are you seeing on this one? It looks like the number may have gone down a little bit,
8: huh? Went down a little bit. uh, But again, this it's a tough matchup and it can go anyway. And, you know, I don't fault Arizona for what they did against TCU. TCU, uh, you know, ask Kansas about TCU and how well they, how well they play. Uh, they beat them once and, and played them very tough in Allen Fieldhouse. So it was definitely not surprising for me to see TCU put up a good fight. They're physical and tough. Uh, and look, it's, you're going to run into those situations in the NCAA tournament. No game is, is easy. And I figured going into the tournament, these second-round games for the number one seeds are, are not going to be cakewalks. And uh, definitely played out that way uh, in the second round. Uh, you know, Baylor losing uh, Kansas uh, had a tough against Creighton. So uh, look, this game could go anyway. Houston, again, another team with a lot of respect uh, in the eyes of the odd makers and well deserving. Uh, they're going to defend, they're going to make it tough for Arizona and it, it figures to be one that's going to come down to the wire. Mm. Uh, but look, a lot of people are going to see Arizona as a small favorite and maybe uh, even though Houston uh, has had success lately, uh, public probably is going to go to Arizona more than it will Houston. Yeah.
5: I, in the NFL, we know that the public tends to overreact. You know, you see a Sunday night Island game. Uh, it's a stunner. And all of a sudden, everybody loves that team. They're great. The other team stinks. And you know how the betting goes the following week. I am mm-hmm. curious about Arizona because they were the last game of the second round. I know it was on late, but it was there was no other games on for the second half, I, I think, in overtime. And mm-hmm. I am just curious, are you seeing Arizona as just a, a very public side here?
8: Yeah, they should be. I mean, look, sometimes they have a short memory. It's different. Uh, You know, I've had a few days to digest that. Uh, But again, if they're up against another team, maybe more of a more public team than Houston, uh, you know, maybe it'd be different, but I just think with that small number, and it looks, uh, can look tempting for the public. But again, Houston is a quality team uh, and it's going to be tough on Arizona. I mean, but it could go any way. Uh, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way to stop Matherin, who's been unbelievable. A yeah. lot uh, depends on Kreza. How's Kreza going to do? Do Is he going to a little better than he did? You know, it was, it was one for 10, I believe, in the, in the game against TCU. Uh, he's going to be a factor. But, you know, it just figures to be, you know, like all these four games uh, tomorrow night, uh, figures to be a close
1: one. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
4: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota.
5: All right. Let's get to Friday, Adam, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I'm out here in LA and UCLA, obviously everybody's excited. Uh, coming off the final four trip. How are you handling the, uh, Jaime injury? Uh, looks like the ankle. I know there's video surfaced of him walking fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA alums seem to all think it's good. He did not practice. People are hanging on the practice reports. How are you guys handling this one?
8: Well, obviously we're paying attention to that closely. I mean, Jaquez has been uh, has been great. But look, UCLA's problem the whole year was health. So many injury issues, uh, but we all know what they did last year and played one of the greatest games in college basketball history against Gonzaga uh, in the final four. Uh, and in my opinion, they're a team that can cut down the net. Uh, obviously, Hakez. we prefer him to be healthy. Uh, I know UCLA would, uh, but they have all the intangibles. I think they play solid defense, uh, but he's going to be a key. And hopefully for them, He's 100% or close to it, but we know he, he seems like a warrior and a guy that's going to gut it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, look, it's uh, its going to be a, one another uh, a great match with the North Carolina team that uh, played another crazy game against Baylor, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up huge and had to hold them off. Uh, but, yeah, Hawkeyes is going to be a big factor, and uh, hopefully for UCLA, uh, you know, he'll be good to go.
5: Yeah. I'm assuming, uh, there's no sharp side in this one, right? Uh, I'm assuming they'll wait to weigh in right before the game. See how Hawkins looks. Is that, you think that's one of those plays or are you already seeing anything interesting here?
8: Uh, not much, a little, a little more action on UCLA again, small mm-hmm. number. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people sort of remember UCLA. I mean, look, they were one of the favorites going into the year and just, like I said, the injury bug, uh, has hit him and their results maybe weren't, they weren't as consistent throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a game that obviously depends on Hawkheads. I mean, look, uh, the sharps like to bet uh, injuries, and once they get yeah. that information, whether definitively he's he's good to go or they'll they'll check him out in warmups, see how he's doing. Uh, that'll uh, factor in. And if he, he looks good, you know, line probably will go up a little bit. And if he doesn't, line will probably go down in North Carolina's favor. So uh, injuries, obviously, into a player of his caliber uh, are going to be very important in how the line moves in that game.
5: I know nobody cares about Miami, Iowa State, but it looks to me like that's been the biggest move of all the Sweet 16 games, right? Is that accurate? Iowa State opened mm-hmm. as a favorite, uh, I think market wide, and now it's Miami two, two and a half.
8: Yeah, correct. Uh, again, not surprised here. Uh, you know, thought Miami should be favored right off the bat. I mean, look, no offense to Iowa State and uh, and Coach TJ Otzelberger, uh, former coach of the Run Rebels out here in Vegas. Yeah, uh, they're just Miami seems to be able in my opinion, you know, to win both ways. They can win a high-scoring game. They can defend. I think they're very tough and physical. Jim Laranaga, obviously a great coach. mcgusty's uh, a great player. Uh, I just think the view on Iowa State is, you know, they're just not flashy. They just don't have that wow factor for a lot of people. Uh, but they do play solid defense. They play in one of the best conferences in the country in the Big 12. Where every night's a battle. So you would think if they're going to win, they got to keep the score low. Uh, but Miami seems more versatile, in my opinion. So I'm not surprised that, that the line has shifted in their favor.
5: Uh, I'm in a Calcutta, and we we bid on mm-hmm. Kansas. Uh, and there's a lot of nervous people in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, because the line moved on this one. But money on mm-hmm. Providence. Is that, is that like a five-figure bet on Providence that moved the line? Like, well, How does that happen? What are people seeing here?
8: Well, look, Providence is a tough team. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people are sort of uh, – look, they're only a two two two-and-a-half-point favorite in the opening round against South Dakota State. So I think that shows uh, maybe uh, they don't have as many believers, but I'm a believer in Providence. I'm a believer in Ed Cooley. Uh, you know, look, Kansas uh, struggled against a Creighton team that uh, – even though Creighton blew out uh, uh, Providence in the Big East tournament, uh, I think Providence is live here. I mean, it certainly wouldn't surprise hmm. me for them to get the w. I mean, Really? Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, they're physical. Again, very tough. And, uh, you know, look, Kansas, uh, if they can get played down the wire by Creighton, there's no reason why Providence can't pull off an upset here. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit.
5: Interesting. Uh, I will, but there's not much on Purdue St. Peter's. I don't think anybody gives St. Peter's a chance. I am curious. Is there and what's the largest bet you've taken on any of these games so far in the Sweet 16? If you can divulge that,
8: Can't really divulge it, but we've taken a lot of large five figure wagers, uh, but you know, more is going to come in as as we get to tomorrow and the 24 hours preceding the games. Yeah. That's when all the big money usually comes in. So I'm sure we'll see some six-figure bets and plenty of them tomorrow on the game. So, wow. uh, it, yeah, there there's a uh, it, it'll come. It just usually waits to the the last 24 hours and right up to game time.
5: What's Caesar's biggest liability um, if they were to win the championship?
8: Well, the peacocks are now the biggest
5: liability, <laughs> so on. not
8: surpri- not surprising. Look, when you offer that high of odds, and the, look, the public takes to the to the Cinderella teams, and uh, there's no greater story than St. Peter's. Uh, you know, this same thing happened last year when Oral Roberts got to the Sweet 16. We stood the lose oh, time God. if Oral Roberts went. But look, people, yeah, you know that little God. money that little money adds up. Uh, you but know,
5: there's no, I mean, people, Adam, come on, we agree. There's zero chance they win the champion. None, not yeah, one chance.
8: I agree. It's very minimal, but it does when you're asking about liability. St. Peter's is the only liability that we have uh, right now. We're in a good we're in a good position uh, with the futures overall uh, and what's happened so far in the tournament. Yeah, but look, just those little odds. You know, when you're giving out two hundred to one, those those twenty dollars and fifty dollars add up quickly. I don't Mm -hmm. think they're going to win, uh, obviously the national championship. But when you ask about liability, St. Peter's is the big liability, and it's probably the same for a lot of people. Public love to jump on the Cinderella Cinderella story. Yeah,
5: I'm curious. What is North Carolina right now? Twenty to
8: one. Yeah, I'm around twenty to one.
5: Have you taken anything on them?
8: Yeah, they're up. Yeah, they're drawing action too. I mean, look, people saw it. they it, did it against Baylor. Uh, played very impressively, and and look, they're they're peaking at the right time. So, yeah. uh, and you have a they're North Carolina, obviously a blue blood, and have that public uh, notoriety. So, uh, I just
5: wonder with the, with the Hawkes injury, you know, mm-hmm.
8: if he's let's say he's fifty percent.
5: I mean, North Carolina's probably winning the game. He's he's super important. And then you play a Purdue team that doesn't really defend and, and can be hot and cold. And Matt Painter, we know he's choked a lot in March um I don't think North Carolina is a bad one at 20 to
8: 1 no no I don't think so I look I, again wouldn't be surprised to see them get to the final four don't necessarily think they can win at all but look anything's possible they're playing their best basketball right now they seem to have really gelled uh and what they did to Baylor you know obviously once Manic went out to, you know everything you know went haywire for uh-huh. them. but they held on it shows a lot that they held on uh, to get the win when a lot of people have said going into overtime all right they're done and they mm-hmm. did, not they responded. Uh, but again, yes, the Hawkes injury and and going Purdue is definitely a, a beatable team for them. So yeah. look, the parity is evident; it's been that way the whole year. So many good teams, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me for North Carolina, you know, to get to
5: New Orleans. We'll wrap up with this one, Adam. Well, who was the team you changed most after the first two rounds? Their futures, uh, pre-tournament or after the, I guess, pre-first round to now, who has uh, been adjusted the most?
8: Well, North Carolina has probably been one because uh, obviously, you know, they had to go through Baylor. They did get there. Uh, they did get past Baylor, so their odds shifted quite a bit. You know, all the teams that have, you know, the Iowa State's and uh, the Miami, Florida, those teams that were, you know, high you know, decent triple-digit odds have now come down. Obviously, so uh, the teams that weren't expected to be there, those are always going to be the ones whose odds have the more drastic yeah. shifts.
5: And then Kentucky getting knocked out helps Carolina as well. Absolutely. Um, interesting alright Adam mm-hmm. hey great stuff thanks for, uh, thanks for the time and uh, you know good luck obviously not to the book to everyone <laughs> betting at Caesars uh, this weekend and enjoy the, uh, the Sweet 16
8: alright Jason thanks for having me on
2: when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner Kia
0: Movement that inspires. Call eight hundred three 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 four Kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include ten year one hundred thousand mile powertrain and five year sixty thousand mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
3: I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.